words from the hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. No fear of the future. We're going to read for our text, Exodus chapter 12. We're just going to jump some verses around. Let's start from verse 1. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt, saying, This month shall be the beginning of months. It shall be the first month of the year to you. Speak to all the congregation of the Israel, saying, On the tenth day of this month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for his household. And if the household is too small for the lamb, let him and his neighbor next to his house take according to the number of persons, according to each man's need you shall make your count for the lamb your lamb shall be without blemish a male of the first year you shall make it from the sheep from the goats and you shall keep it until the 14th day of the same month and the whole assembly of the Israel shall kill it together at twilight and they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and the lintel of the houses where they eat it and they shall eat the flesh on that night roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs shall they eat it do not eat it raw nor boiled at all with water but roasted in fire his heads and his legs and his entrails you shall let none of it remain until morning and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire and thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist with sandals on your feet and a staff in your hand so you shall eat it in haste it is the lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and all the gods of Egypt I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plague shall not be on you nor to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So this day shall be to you a memorial and you shall keep it as a feast of the Lord throughout your generations. You shall keep it as a feast day by an everlasting ordinance. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread and on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats leavened bread from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. So on and on, it reads all the way to verse 35. I just want to leave from this scripture and talk about the Exodus. There's a journey that marches us out into the promised land. I remember when we are crossing over into the year 2020, the word of the Lord that God gave me in 2019 was that this was a Passover and there will be death in the land and that, there, and that any upon every household where there is blood that God will spare such a household. So the word will release. I didn't even know the extent of it until I went back to listen to it again. And God drew me back to that scripture again and said to us that in 2024 it's going to be a dangerous year. So it's not going to, we're not saying no fear of the future because there's going to be peace and quiet. We're saying it because we're going to have something. We're going to have something that God is going to give to us and put in us and build in us. We're going to have a system of truth that God is going to pour down upon us and that will keep us as we enter into a difficult time. So I want us to read this scripture in Psalm 46 together. One, two, go. God is our refuge 
and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, even though the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling. Verse 4, there is a river, the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. The nations rage and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. And you can read on these two scriptures, Exodus 12 and Psalm 46. You can make as your scripture that is going to direct your affairs in 2024. Keep these two scriptures close. I will highly recommend Psalm 46 and Exodus 12 as the scriptures over this house for the next year. What is fear? Fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the threat of danger, pain, or harm. When we feel a sense of pain, danger, something reverberates through us. That emotion is called fear. This is dictionary.com. And what is future? Because we're defining fear of the future, right? Now, future is, a, is pronounced future. Future. Yeah. Yeah. Those of you who are phonetically inclined, you understand what this means, right? A period of time following the moment of speaking or writing. Time regarded as still to come stilldictionary.com a time that is still to come so no fear no sense of emotional distress about the time that is still to come so we these are the greatest fears of the people in the world you know you have the phobias the aerophobia agrophobia claustrophobia zoophobia glossophobia and then we have fear of failure different kinds of failure. We have fears of loneliness, fear of missing out, committing social suicide, singleness, ostracism, fears of loneliness, fears of danger, accident, robbers, kidnappers, uh, tragedies. You know we have a lot of this in Nigeria. Last weekend, uh, over almost 140 people were killed in Jaws. And the eve, people are saying the numbers are more like 200, you know, in Jaws. There's a real fear that you may lose your life in particular places in Nigeria. And death, anxiety, you know, mental breakdown, terminal illness. Some of us are mortally paralyzed the fact that somebody, the doctor will just give us a report and say, you have cancer. This is some of the greatest fears that bound people all over the world. So fear is real. And the truth is that there is something, things happen, things happen. Things happen and there is no vaccination for those things happening. We're not saying there's no fear of the future because we're not aware of fears. You guys understand? It's not because we're not aware that things can make you afraid. We're not utopian. We're not just, you know, intellectually bereft of understanding of what it means to be paralyzed by legitimate fear. In fact, we live every day in acute awareness that there are things that can make us afraid. 
So if you summarize fear, there are three types of fear then. Fear of failure, that you won't hit the mark, that you live a life that is less than perfect, that you won't arrive at your goal, that you won't be the man or the woman you want to be. This is the biggest fear. The, uh, the other fear that is tied to the most of the fears is also abandonment. You're going to be old and lonely and die alone. That nobody's going to really love you. Even when you're married, you are, you are scared that your spouse may not love you forever. What if something happens that's too much for them to bear? What if, do you understand? What if, what if, what if? So we fear. And then maybe your husband is behaving badly. You think like, will this guy stand with me? Should the shakings of life happen? Maybe your wife is in a particular way. Maybe you are young and you're thinking like, will I be lonely forever? So this fear of abandonment is a real fear. And the rest one is, the, the last one is the fear of death. This death one whispers to people in the night, you're dying, you're dying. I remember being you know, as a pastor who is in touch with people, I get calls and unholy hours at night. Somebody called me a palpitation. I'm dying. I'm dying. Pastor Mo, I'm dying. I'm dying. And then I drove to the hospital around 2 a.m., got there, and discovered it was just a panic attack because he felt his heart beat in a particular way. He feared that he had had a heart attack. He was fearing that he would die. And I'm not here to say that fears are not real. In the world we live in, there are real fears. It's not safe. It's not perfect. Wherever you are in the world, there are dangers. And people think it's actually about running away from Nigeria. You know, a friend of mine was shot blank straight in the eye in Canada. You understand? There are fears. It is not about, you know, South Africa people are being daggered on the streets at the head of every son and he's been there. Somehow, a fear of driving in traffic. So fear is real. I know many people define fear as false evidence appearing real. This particular, many fears are real evidence appearing real. Because sometimes pastors are very superlative in trying to be nice and trying to over, over, then we're not real. We're not real. It's as if we use, use a understated way to mute what people are really going through. And in the high of a worship song, and the high of the service, we feel, ooh, until we go out. Boom. Reality hits. The word of God must be good enough for reality. Say amen. So the Bible begins to speak to us 108 times. I know people say it's 365 times. But Bible researchers have said it's not up to 365. I'm always checking out everything. With, uh, it's 108 times. In the King James Version, we say, fear not or do not be afraid. 108 times. I think that's a lot of times still, right? Look at this scripture. When you go to Psalm 24, 23 verse 4, we even do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. It says, Luke 
12, 32 says, Fear not, little flock. It's the Father's good pleasure to give you the, the kingdom. Isaiah 40, 41, verse 14 says, Fear not, you warm Jacob. I will help you, says the Lord. Isaiah 41, verse 10 says, Do not fear, for I'm with you. Do not be afraid, for I am your God. All through scripture, not only in the Old Testament, in the New Testament as well, fear not. Fear not. Every time an angel appears to Mary, fear not. Every time an angel appears to Daniel, fear not. Because when we encounter things too awesome for God, for us, God understands, heavens understand that fear is our natural response to things that are bigger than us. So we get encouraged by the heavenly realm. Do not be afraid. Your fear is legitimate, but do not give it room. How are we going to live without fear? How do we live without fear? I'll give you five ways we can live without fear. Number one, get the blood mark. Get the blood mark. Now the blood shall be a sign on, for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. And the plagues shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. Get the blood mark. You want to live without fear. The number one ingredient you need is the blood of Jesus Christ. God gave them a blood of a lamb to signify and point to the blood of Christ. That was a real protection. Carry the blood. Carry the blood. Carry the mark of the blood of Christ. Carry that blood. And they poured the blood on the lintel of their houses. And wherever there was blood on the lintel of the house, the angel of death did not enter that house. Carry the mark of the blood. Ask someone, do you have a mark of the blood of Christ? Are you promoting your fearlessness? Because people write books about how not to be afraid. In the year 2019, Robert Greene and 50 Cent came together and wrote a book called The 50th Law. And they talked about how not to be afraid. And 50 Cent was saying that all the fears in the world have been conquered. But there's no evidence that humanity will ever face a plague like the influenza epidemic anymore. There's no evidence that science has grown so much that we don't have to be afraid of nothing. So we've conquered our biggest fears in the world. As a result, he is not afraid of anything, 50 Cent said. And Robert Greene was backing him. So yes, we're not afraid until COVID-2020 happened. Do you understand how we so wisely in our own understanding think we've conquered war? Have we conquered war? Are we more wicked than, our, than the people of the 18th century or not? Are we starting new wars or not? Do you understand? So the thing that we think is security is really not security. So God invites us to say, have the mark of Christ. Amen. Carry the blood mark. Carry the blood mark. Let the blood be on your lintel. Let the blood be on your house. Let the blood of Christ speak over you. This time you don't need to kill a cow or a goat anymore. You just need to enter into the finished work of the blood of Christ. You just want to open yourself to the blood of Christ. Can someone say, I plead the blood of Jesus Christ tonight? I can't hear you, church. Say, I plead the blood. 
the blood of Jesus Christ speaks better things than the blood of Abel. It speaks healing, it speaks purging, it speaks defense, it speaks protection. And when Jesus sees the blood over you, the angel of death will pass over you. You're not afraid, not in your own strength. You are not afraid because you carry the mark of the blood. He set his seal upon you. Carry the mark of the blood. In 2024, you will carry the blood mark in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number two, remember the promised inheritance. It will come to pass when you come to the land which the Lord shall give you. Just as he promised, you shall keep this service. You shall keep this way of being. There is a promised land. If you want to have no fear, keep your eyes on the promise of God. There are promises in every chapter of scripture. There are promises in every prophetic word spoken over you. There are promises. God has said beautiful things to you. He said, I'm going to use you. He says, you're going to be mine. He said, you're going to be the one who connects. You're going to be the one who connects people to me. You're going to be an evangelist. God spoke many words. Thank you Father God. Amen. Those of you who are here, can you move forward? If there's any empty space in front of you, just occupy it because people are trying to squeeze in from the back. Thank you. So these words of God are words that are designed to give you an assignment and a position in God. These words from God are designed to give you elevation, visibility, but sometimes also seclusion. Sometimes when God gives you his word, his word is not just to protect, it's just not just to project you, his words is to keep you safe. Receive the word of God. Receive the assignment of God. Receive the inheritance. For the children of Israel, it was a promised land. It was a land flowing with milk and honey. And as they kept their eyes on that land, as they kept their eyes on that inheritance, fear left them. You know why sometimes you are afraid? It's because your eyes are on many, many, many things. Keep your eyes, keep your eyes on your inheritance. What is God's promise to you? Amen. Number three, provision. Why you should not be afraid? Because you're afraid that you're going to lack. You're afraid that this scarcity will hit you. You're afraid that the economy of the nation will hit you. But the Bible says, God will supply all your rich, all your needs according to Central Bank of Nigeria. God will supply all your needs according to the currency of the country. God will supply your needs according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. There's, there's a provision for you in the middle of the biggest crossover. God was doing wealth transfer. In Exodus chapter, chapter 12 verse 35 to 36. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses and they asked from the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing and the Lord had given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So they granted them anything they requested. Thus they plundered the Egyptians. In the middle of the biggest tragedy, God was changing the economy for his people. In the middle of the biggest 
travesty that could happen and the entire Egypt was in plagues God was remembering to empower his people it means that it doesn't matter how dark the economy is if you know that God has a plan for you he can do well transfer for you even now I am not a prosperity preacher but this is a principle I've seen in scripture I've seen it in scripture that God does transfer wealth from the dark so go and get the gold of Egypt tell someone go and get the gold of Egypt I can't hear you you don't shout it loud enough say go and get the gold of Egypt tell your neighbor go and get the gold of Egypt in 2024 you will get the gold of Egypt the world will be dark there will be a plagues going on there will be difficult things happening but you will get the treasures of Egypt because the Lord delights in you and because the Lord wants to build something by you you are going to be strengthened in your might to receive the treasure that is in God in the name of Jesus go and get the gold in Egypt and God will pay back every year you've labored on the hardness and God will pay back every season you struggled for nothing and God will pay you back every time when you stood in the night and in the day laboring so his name will be glorified and God will obtain upon Egypt the inheritance that belongs to you you know Egypt is not a country we're talking about Egypt represents a spiritual place where the devil holds you bound Egypt represents that place where the devil has locked you and said you cannot go further than this. Egypt represents that place of darkness and deep foreboding. And even though you are in Egypt, Exodus is happening. Exodus is happening right now. Exodus is happening. God is shouting, Pharaoh, let my people go that they may serve me. There's an exodus going on right now in the middle of darkness. God is releasing strength in the middle of a new year. God is declaring something upon his people. Receive strength. Receive strength. In the name of Jesus Christ, there is provision. There is wealth transfer. God is exchanging things. God is moving money into other hands. In the middle of this time, intelligent ideas will come to you. And God will by these ideas cause productivity to flow out of you. Because God can initiate. He can initiate that you have treasures. It gives him pleasure that you are blessed, enabled, provided for, covered. And God will bring you great treasure. And that's why you're not afraid because you're in partnership with God. You're not afraid. You're not afraid. Say, I'm not afraid. When you have no fear of the future, it's because you know who it is who is commanding you. Go and get that treasure. Go and get that treasure. Hallelujah. Amen. Number four, God intends to make you a God to Pharaoh. Why should you not be afraid? God wants to make you a God to Pharaoh. God wants to make, God said in chapter 7, I will make you a God to Pharaoh. Pharaoh will bow to you. And when God was done in Exodus chapter 12 verse 31, then he called for Moses and Aaron by 
Oh my goodness, you're not seeing it. It's too small. And then he called to Moses and Aaron by. And he said, Rise, go from among my people, both you and the children of Israel. Go and serve the Lord as you have said. And also take your flocks and your heads as you have said and be gone. But he said, And bless me also. How can Pharaoh say to Moses, Bless me also? How can the biggest king say to Moses, Bless me also, except that he sees? Ah! He sees that God is with Moses. Moses became like a God to Pharaoh. The life of Pharaoh, the life of Egypt was in the hands of Moses like this. And the whole nation trembled because Moses became like a God to Pharaoh. If you know the God you serve, if you understand the God you worship, nothing in this world will face you. If you know the God and the strength of God, if you know the power of the mighty God, you will not quake before men. You will not tremble before ordinary men. You will know that man can do you nothing. Say nothing. I can't hear you say nothing. one is verse two it says this month shall be your new beginning of months uh, it's the tenth month of the year but I make it the first month of your year for you I've changed the order I'm making it new I don't know somebody maybe here you wasted a lot of time and you think that everything is all over God is giving you a new year as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest time will never cease upon the earth. God is a God who renews broken things. God is a God who takes the things that be dead and cause them to come back to life again. New beginnings. You lost time but you're starting again. You lost time, but you're starting over. Every day you see the sun, it's a new beginning. God has kept his promise, and you see another day. It's a God of new beginnings. I don't 
worship a God of new beginnings. They said you are divorced and it's the end of your life. But God says, I'm beginning with you again. They say you lost money. The company folded up. Everything was broken. But God is a God of new beginnings. how to live with no fear of the future repeat after me the blood mark inheritance provision you're a God to Pharaoh say I'm a God to Pharaoh and new beginnings this is how to live with no fear of the future hey I give you a cheat code if you can get the power of these five elements into your life, you will live with no fear of the future. If you can get the truth that these words contain, you will live with no fear of the future. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from the Hills Church. Our mission is to love people, connect with family, and touch the world. Learn more on our website at www.ecclesiahills.org or email us at hello at ecclesiahills.org.